Welcome back to the Major Journey Podcast. Today's guest is an accomplished growth strategist with a strong track record of success in multiple business sectors. He's a business operator, proven entrepreneur, and growth strategist with 10 plus years of sales leadership experience. Prior to founding Self Disrupt, he helped build a nationwide wellness brand and played a key role in its $40 million acquisition back in 2021. As the co-founder of Self Disrupt, Today, he focuses his time on helping brands scale and evolve by designing new experiences that capitalize on moments of truth in today's dynamic and disruptive world. Without further ado, Zach Toyota, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me, Mike. This is gonna, this is long overdue. I, I can't tell you how excited I am to finally get on the podcast with you. Man, I, I feel the same way. I mean, we've, geez, I mean, I don't even know how many years we've kind of kept in touch and when, you know, when we actually met, but I hear you. It's it's long overdue, and I'm super excited to kind of see. And I'm I'm you know congratulations. I'm really proud of you and kind of where you've come from, um, kind of the the situation, the role that you were in when we first met, um, to now you know seeing a lot of success very very early on with self disrupt. Just want to you know kind of give you those flowers, give you the kudos on on achieving all of that so quickly. Oh, thank you, man. I really appreciate the the recognition and just the fact that you've been keeping tabs on me for for so long makes me feel really good. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, you put in the work. So I think, you know, a great place to kind of take it from the top would be, you know, how did your journey into cannabis begin? What kind of attracted you into that space? And what, you know, what happened from the point of you entering the cannabis industry to kind of where you are today with self-disrupt? What did that, what did that journey look like? Yeah, no, that's an amazing question. To, to dive in, my journey into the cannabis industry really began quite organically, to be honest. I've always been fascinated by the potential of this plant, uh, both from the medical perspective as well as its economic potential. And I, you know, much like a lot of people when it first got started, you're kind of on the outside looking in, wondering, how do I get into this industry? Is this, you know, black market? Is this gray space? What, what is going on here? And I found a local company here in South Florida that was a CBD manufacturer. And I essentially cold called my way into that job, showed up at their door, sat in their sales room, and they never asked me to leave. So I just kind of hired myself there. Mm -hmm. And um, it really allowed me to learn about the industry's regulatory landscape. And what I learned at Green Roads was with the amazing team around me, uh, there was just a ton of education that needed to happen for the industry to take a step forward. And with this amazing team around me, we were able to grow that company to become one of the largest privately held manufacturers of CBD uh, in North America, while we were able to position ourselves for that acquisition that you mentioned in the introduction. Mm -hmm. So, so really over time, I realized there was just a significant gap between innovation happening on the ground and ultimately the wider public's understanding of cannabis and cannabis products. And that inspired me to just take more action, take more of an active role in bridging that gap, uh, leading leading me to where I am today, working towards destigmatizing disruptive industries, uh, edu educating people about the benefits of being in a disruptive industry, whether it was a cannabis industry or an emerging technology. And cannabis really set the platform for who I am today in a lot of ways, because you are constantly learning on the fly. And nothing's in, nothing was easy in the cannabis industry. So that's another, it just helped me build that callous, mental callous of hard work that you're going to have to convince people nothing comes easy, you know, whether you're raising capital or trying to convince a merchant processor to, to accept payment for your company, 
there was always somebody that needed to learn before they gave you the sign off. And it just, it allowed me to lead with passion over profit and really make sure people are understanding what they're getting involved in and that it's going to benefit them. And that just, you know, that's never left me is I want to make sure whatever I'm doing in life, some, somebody is benefiting from it in a positive way. And it's never, you know, about the money. It's never about my own personal vanity or success. I want to make a difference and I want people to remember me for that. Man, that's, I mean, you, you nailed it right there. I think, I think the people that are most successful have that kind of desire within them to just keep, you know, continuing to keep giving back in, in one way or another. I think, I think that's incredible. Um, and then during that time, before you ended up at, ended up, um, you know, kind of creating self-disrupt, you spent a little bit of time in real estate, correct? Yeah. So something great that happened out of Green Roads that wasn't so great at the time was we could not market our products on any traditional social media platforms. And I had this, you know, kind of brilliant idea, pat myself on the back there, to mm -hmm. go and pitch to the executive team that we should get on LinkedIn. And there was just a lot of prospects on LinkedIn. There's a lot of potential to be on LinkedIn for our, our type of business. So um, we saw an amazing amount of success through Green Roads. We found you know, investors, we found our merchant processor, we, we, it was just a wealth. It was a, it was a gold mine, I guess is really what I'm looking to say. Post green roads. I just never let go of, of LinkedIn. It was part of my ethos everywhere. I went from there it was the strategy I wanted to implement. I, I could execute through LinkedIn no matter what. So I found this emerging hedge fund in Fort Lauderdale, or they found me rather. And asked me to come on board to run their direct to be you know head of investor relations and help them scale that hedge fund and it was specifically in the real estate space but again disruptive they were doing something that was essentially brand new at the time it was build to rent and single family home rental communities and at the time you know it was it was a really sexy wall street label and uh, a, a, you know almost a brand new asset class that they were leading the charge in and I pitched to them, hey, I think we can make this thing blow up or make this, you know, make a significant impact in this industry, not only as thought leaders, but as a company, if you let me hammer LinkedIn the same way I did that for Green Roads. So they essentially hired me first to come on and just build out their marketing strategies. And after the first 90 days, they were like, listen, what do we need to do to keep you on board? The strategy is working. We're getting on podcasts. We have investors lining up. You know, we have some of the big boys in the industry, the gorillas in the room calling on us saying, you know, who the F are you guys and what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Why are you on our radar? And it all came out of LinkedIn. So that's that's really how that all got started is I met these folks just by making an, a name for myself in the link in the cannabis industry. And they had heard about it and said, hey, do you think this strategy could apply to what we're doing? And of course, I said yes and was willing to learn on the fly. And, and sure enough, it, it absolutely did. We knocked it out of the park. They're still shooting the lights out to this day. And doing just an incredible job. And, and again, almost all of their marketing, if not 99% of it, is all going through LinkedIn. So it just made me even more of a believer, pounding my chest about LinkedIn, you know, till the day I die. That's really cool, man. I love how I love how, you know, that that aspect of it, the kind of like the the initial DNA for self-disrupt, so to say, right? It never left you. Right. Like it kind of just it kept going from one industry to another to another until it kind of turned into its own own beast, like its own its own entity. Uh, that's just that's so cool. And you were saying how, you know, LinkedIn kind of never left you either. So one of the things I, I wanted to get your take on was where do you think 
there is the most value in LinkedIn? Would you say that it's in the posts, in the DMs, in the comments? Where do you kind of see that that quote unquote jackpot on LinkedIn? Yeah, that, no, that's an amazing question, and i i get the, I get asked that question in many different ways every day. And I personally think the true value of LinkedIn is in of LinkedIn is in its ability to create and cultivate professional relationships. There's decision makers on LinkedIn. The other social media channels are great. But at the end of the day, people who really want to do business are on a business platform, which is LinkedIn. So it's almost a no-brainer when you when you compare it apples to apples. But, you know, my opinion, I think posts are a great way to share insights and establish yourself as a thought leader to gain market share and ultimately put yourself and your brand on the map or in front of the right eyeballs. Uh, I believe DMs can be used, you know, very strategically to initiate conversations and to build those connections. And But I would really argue that comments overall are often overlooked. And I think it's one of the most powerful tools on LinkedIn for engagement. By leaving a thoughtful comment on somebody's posts, you can show your expertise, you can drum up a meaningful conversation. And ultimately what you're doing in a selfish way is creating visibility for your profile because they're going to go back and see, hey, who's this guy commenting on my posts? Is even relevant? Do I even want to answer this guy back? And that's really a way to just, you know, carve out a lane for whatever industry you're in just by tapping into what other people are talking about. And it, it seems really simple, stupid, but it just works like a charm. And I've it's something that, you know, I implement day to day for our customer base here at Self Disrupt, and they love it. And it's a little bit more of an engagement strategy. But at the same time, we're hitting people in their DMs. We're building our thought leadership through posting. And it's just a really nice marriage to, again, put yourself on the map in a really positive way by, you know, hitting other professionals that care about what you care about. And I think that's really the power of LinkedIn is you're connecting like-minded professionals to like-minded professionals versus some of the other channels. It's really about posts or it's about selfies and likes and what am I up to today? You know, let me share what I'm eating today. That's all really cool stuff at the end of the day, but, but folks who want to do business, they kind of want to get down to business, but what they want to do is validate you. And, and LinkedIn is also an incredible third-party validating tool. Are you who you say you are? Do you work for the company you say you do? Do you even have expertise in the field that you're trying to address? And you can find that out almost immediately, but just by checking people out on LinkedIn. Yeah, no, that that's a great answer. And you really unpacked a lot there. And one, one thing that you said was, you know, kind of keeping it simple and you broke down exactly, you know, kind of what that quote unquote formula for success is at the same time. And there's, we can use analogies, you know, sort of blue in the face. A lot of times, you know, to, to achieve success in, in anything, a lot of times that formula is very simple, but it's difficult to execute, whether it's just, it's tough to do, it's very repetitive, whatever it may be. So why do you think that a lot of people struggle with, with, with trying to build a personal brand, with trying to develop thought leadership when they do it on their own versus having somebody like yourself or having, you know, a, a, a team like self-disrupt partner with them. Like, what do you think is that missing link that having a professional like you on the team brings to the table versus somebody trying to do this over and over again, and they're just not seeing any results? You know, really what it is, Mark, is it boils down to time management. And a lot of these folks that are industry leaders or executive level or in that C-suite, they just simply don't have the time to do it, but they have a wealth of knowledge. They have all the expertise in the world, but convincing them to carve out two, three, four hours out of their day 
to cultivate a post, to go and check their DMs, to comment on other people's posts. To them, it's just, it, it almost feels like they sometimes come off like, no, that's beneath me, but they see the value behind it. So really what I aimed to do was to create that bridge of, look, let me act as your agency. Let me be your voice and create thought leadership on your behalf and just give me 90 days. Give us 90 days to execute and you'd be shocked at the absolute, you know, the, the amount of business that's going to come through your inbox or that's going to land in your emails just because they saw you on LinkedIn. And what's incredible is a lot of times the folks that end up reaching out, they never like your post, they've never messaged you, but all of a sudden something triggered them where they reach out and the first thing out of their mouth is, hey, I saw your LinkedIn post or hey, I saw your investor, you're looking to raise capital for this because I saw your LinkedIn post or so-and-so shared your LinkedIn. And it just, it kept you know, when you reverse engineered everything, it always ended up getting down to where'd you find us? LinkedIn. How did you find out about this? LinkedIn. Oh, where did you hear we were raising capital or doing another construction project or doing a big cannabis deal? Oh, I saw it on LinkedIn. You hear it so, I hear it so often that, you know, I almost feel like it's too casual of a conversation when I'm trying to convince these principles. But to circle back on the original point, it just boils down to how much time they want to put into it. And that's where we found that we can come in and alleviate that bottleneck is, is we're, we're the time managers. We can take it off your plate and do it at a high level. That's so cool. So essentially what self-destruct does is it gives executives their time back by being able to do anything and everything LinkedIn related that needs to be done on a daily basis, multiple hours a day, but it's kind of like a white glove solution. It's all done for you, right? Like, am I thinking about it the right way? You're thinking about it exactly the right way. It's it's essentially, you know, our, our proven methods that we've done time and time again. Ultimately, what it's meant to do is multiply your own abilities and it unlocks business accelerating potential of LinkedIn and just helps you drive opportunities at scale. And we say to the people we work with, because we're, we're speaking on their behalf through their profile, it's their voice, it's their tone, it's their reputation on the line. And we call it you at scale. You know, you can do so much in your day, but if you allow us to take over and really just throttle this network as hard as we possibly can, it's going to instantly scale. And that's just something you, the individual, can't do because of the time constraint. But that's where we come in. And just like I said before, act as your agency and just do nothing but execute on those objectives that you put in front of us. That's amazing, man. That's really cool. I feel like that's that's so important, especially in today's time where LinkedIn has, I mean, even for me personally, I know, I know it's been incredible for you, even as you know, you kind of told your story, but for me personally, I almost feel like I built my entire business on LinkedIn and during the pandemic, I mean, I must have, I've been working remotely for gosh, probably even like a decade now. So way before I got into the cannabis industry, way before, you know, remote work was a thing, but I must have, you know, taken at least 60 to a hundred, if, if not more, just new networking calls during the pandemic because of LinkedIn. And it just, it was kind of like that, that lifesaver because you you're able to connect with people at scale. You don't have to, you know, have those, those in-person meetings. You can just, you know, you can reach so many people in such a little amount of time and you can really kind of like how you put it, you can really accelerate your business and, and just scale yourself if you, if you know how to do it and do it right. Yeah. And, you know, to piggyback off that, Mike, something that I found to be extremely helpful on LinkedIn for young guys like us who are aspiring to grow something or who really want to understand an industry that they want to break into. LinkedIn is 
the place to go to find folks who have been there and done that. You can find thousands and thousands of retired folks, executives, CEOs, or C-suites of other companies that do what you're embarking on doing. And it's one message away to get the time of day. And I'm a big believer in, you know, learning from folks that have done it before and essentially finding a river guide to help kind of navigate the waters so that you can avoid the pitfalls that they may have gone through during their young buck days. And I, I, I have a board of directors here at Self Disrupt of folks that have are exactly that. They fit that mold. They've been there. They've done that. They've grown businesses. They've acquired businesses. They've exited businesses. And I want to put those guys around me. And the, the way that I found them is through LinkedIn. There's a couple of guys on my board that I've never met in person. I've been communicating with them for years, almost going on five, 10 years with some of them. And our relationship got, you know, drummed up through LinkedIn and we've never stopped talking. And they've said the same thing to me. You're one of the first young guys that actually reached out and asked me to have a conversation. You didn't pitch me. You didn't try to make me sign up for services. You genuinely were trying to educate yourself on how to, you know, game this out the right way. So you're not just throwing crap at the wall and hoping your business eventually works. And I'm telling you, if you're an entrepreneur who are looking to grow or to even just have, you know, folks that believe in you and want to back your business or want to support your business, you have to go through LinkedIn. It's, it's extremely hard to do that organically these days just because there's only so many, so many places you can be at once. But if you post enough on LinkedIn, it's going to hit enough feeds. If you DM enough people, it's a numbers game. People will hit you back. And the worst thing that can happen, Mike, is they don't hit you back. You know what I mean? That's, it's, oh, well, you move on. But there are enough people that really care and that really want to work with young folks and, and see businesses grow. And they feel good about it. This is stuff that they go to their people and brag about. Hey, man, I'm helping this guy out and his business is blowing up because I'm helping him develop his strategy or I'm acting as a fractional COO or a fractional CRO. Those things are extremely critical for startups or for you know small businesses looking to go to the next level. And unless you have a really deep Rolodex, you're going to find those guys on LinkedIn over any other social media, in my opinion. Yeah, to totally agree. And and those guys are going to be willing to help and just have a conversation. And I couldn't agree with you anymore. I've had conversations sometimes for 5, 10, or 15 minutes that have been worth, I can't even put a price tag on how valuable they are because of those little gems and those little golden nuggets that those folks have been willing and able to share with me just by me purely asking, Hey, I, you know, kudos on all your work. I've seen that you've accomplished, you know, a lot of what I want to do. Would you be willing to, you know, help me out with X, Y, Z nine times out of 10, they'll always take that call. And I find, yeah. I find that if somebody reaches out to me and they do the same thing and I sense that it's genuine, I'll do the same thing as well. So it's interesting. And I totally agree with you. It's a numbers game and you never know until you take the shot. Yep. So Zach, I wanted to ask you as well, you've, you've surrounded yourself really strategically with a lot of folks and to your point who have already achieved and accomplished what you're, what you've kind of set out to do with self-disrupt. Is there, you know, maybe one or two golden nuggets that you've picked up from those guys around you that, you know, there's just no way you would have been able to get that insight if it wasn't for those, you know, let's say, let's call them those five guys around you on, on your, your board of advisors. Yeah. That's an amazing question. Uh, one, one key insight that I've gained from advisors and also really from the cannabis industry is the importance of being resilient and being adaptable. Given the rapid evolving nature of the cannabis sector, 
it was crucial for me to be ready to pivot and adapt at any moment with new regulations coming out, new bills coming out. Every other week felt like it was a roller coaster ride and you just have to be strapped in and ready to pivot. And if you're not built that way or you don't have somebody around you built that way, you are going to be very stressed out and you're not going to love what you do. And in traditional industries that have established systems and procedures, unlike cannabis, we're often building the plane while we're flying it, so to speak. So that taught me to embrace uncertainty and thrive amidst change. And every single advisor I've ever had has said, you need to be extremely adaptable, coachable, teachable. You need to be ready to learn. But if you're not educating yourself on what's to come, or you're not constantly educating yourself on the industry and, the, and how your industry is evolving, you're already behind the eight ball. And that, that's something that every advisor is, you know, they all have their different styles of coaching or teaching or leading, but being ready to pivot on a short term or be, be ready to pivot on a dime, I think is that superpower. And even with Self-Disrupt, Self-Disrupt started out as a content marketing agency. And we saw that LinkedIn was allowing automation tools and these different technology tools to come in and just really leverage the, the platform, you know, creating you at scale. And I saw that opportunity and, and was able to recognize that opportunity. And we pivoted. And ever since that pivot, we, you know, we've seen nothing but success. And, and I think as a young man, if I didn't have really good people, people around me. Maybe my ego would have held me back. Maybe I wouldn't have trusted myself enough to do that pivot and just let it play itself out. But having guys around me that have seen, you know, a million pivots, so to speak, they were like, yeah, go for it, man. This is going to work out. You're going to be just fine. Mm -hmm. You've got a great business on your hand. You're a great leader. You have a great team. Those are the reminders you you need sometimes. You just need that supporting cast. And it, it typically comes from guys that have seen that before. You know, they've seen that hurdle before and they're like, yeah, that's nothing, man. You're going to be fine. Just keep pushing. And I think that's that golden nugget at the end of the day is, is you just have to be ready to pivot. And if you're not willing to adapt and you're not resilient in anything that you do, it's going to be a really hard one to be successful. But you're, you're not going to win in emerging markets. You're not going to win in disruptive industries because at the end of the day, a lot of disruptive industries are, are in their infancy stage. Or that new emerging asset class is in an infancy stage, and you're gonna have to pivot. And I think that's that's part of the process. That's great advice right there. I think, yeah, I, anybody that I've ever talked to that's gone through those ups and downs that you talked about, it's it's unbelievable what you can actually gain from those experiences. And if you don't look at them as failures, and you look at them as okay, what did I learn from this? Or as you're going through the mud, and you're like, man, I know that hindsight, it's gonna be so clear. It'll be 2020 as far as like the lesson that I'm able to pull out of this. I just got to keep trucking along. It's, you know, they, everybody always says that. So, you know, it's, it's interesting that, that your group of guys always kind of, you know, keeps you going and keeps you pushing through some of those challenging times as well. Yeah. So Zach, for, uh, for people who want to stay connected with you, maybe learn a little bit more about self-disrupt, reach out to you about it. What's the best way for them to do so? The best way to connect with me is through LinkedIn. <laughs> I'm uh, probably beating that horse, you know, a little bit too much here during this podcast, but it's, you know, it's, it's where my heart is and where my business is at the end of the day. And I'm very active on the platform and I love connecting with new people on LinkedIn and learning what they do. I'm a, you know, kind of a junkie for learning about new businesses and how do people make money out there? It's, it's how I educate myself. And alternatively, you can also go to our website, selfdisrupt.com. 
and uh, fill out our contact form and, and, you know, we'll reach out and set up a call. But if anyone, you know, interested in learning more, just feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn and you'll hear back from me probably within 10 minutes. <laughs> That's for sure. Sometimes I'll I'll reach out to you with a quick question or something and you're back to me in 30 seconds. So um, not making any promises out there, but yeah, man, you, you live and breathe it from, from, you know, sunrise to sunset. I can vouch for you there. Yeah, no, I really appreciate it. And that's, you know, Mike, that's how we got connected as well. And, and why I was so excited to get on this podcast is I've been following you. I've been following your journey, your podcast for such a long time. And today, as I was preparing for the podcast, I was thinking to myself, you know, how did, how did Mike and I even get started? Mm-hmm. And I started kind of backtracking. I was like, man, we, we connected through LinkedIn and he sent me a lot of referrals through LinkedIn. And, and at the end of the day, it's just, it, it, I practice what I preach, but it also, you know, how I'm even here speaking to you today is, is it came through that. How I found the folks over at Southern Waters Capital was one LinkedIn message that led to a coffee meeting that, you know, led to an amazing relationship where I got to learn it and the private equity world and grow with that company. And same thing with cannabis. And every time I look at things and I say, man, that was a fun journey. How did I get started there? The impetus is always LinkedIn in some way, shape or form. Yeah, I mean, I think the power, I totally agree. And the power the the power of people is priceless, right? I mean, that's really what powers all of it. So to your point, I think just, you know, being a good person, having ethics, doing business the right way with the right people all the time, it it definitely pays dividends and it makes it, it makes the process fun because it could be gruesome at times. Entrepreneurship could be tough. We were just talking about it before we got on the show and, you know, having the right people in your in your corner definitely makes it a hell of a lot easier and where do you find those people? You know, I kind of feel like I'm doing an infomercial for LinkedIn right now, but 95% of the people, you know, in my network right now that I've collaborated with, worked with, and even yourself, like you said, start on LinkedIn. Yeah. And, and you know, to, to, to leave off on this note, Mike, something that happened during COVID, a big shift in how folks do business, or at least how they present themselves, was your personal brand. Uh, everybody started creating a personal brand during COVID because they were home. But the reality is on LinkedIn, your personal branding is increasingly important. It's not just about what you're doing, but how you're conveying your mission and your values to the outside world. Building a personal brand on LinkedIn has helped me attract like-minded collaborators and partners, which has been monumental to my success. So that's one thing that I'll always harp on is if you're even looking to build any brand, let alone establish yourself anywhere, if you can successfully do that on LinkedIn, you will never look back. It's going to be a straight hockey stick after a couple of months of just hammering the network. And I like to uh, I like to make a you know an analogy or or something that I always remind myself or my clients is. LinkedIn is just like staying at the plate. You're not going to hit a home run every single time you're at bat. But if you don't leave the plate and you keep swinging away, you're going to get your singles, your doubles, your triples. You're going to get those home runs. Just stick to it. Stick to LinkedIn. Stick to posting every day. Stick to the strategy. And you'd be surprised how much business comes flowing through your DMs. It's just a matter of consistency and it's a matter of that time management. And that's really where we come into play. And we just, we've seemed to master that and we have a, a little bit of a, a mad science behind it. Um, but we also have the track record and the testimonials to, to back it up. So I feel really confident, like I said before, pounding my chest, to, you know, till the sun goes down about LinkedIn and why I believe that's the best network to be on. For sure, man. I mean, the, the results speak for themselves. Zach, thank you so much again, man, for uh, for joining us today, carving out some time to to be with us, shed some light on everything that you have going on in your world, your ecosystem, your insights, experiences, 
this was super valuable for me and I'm excited for, for the next time we get to chat, catch up. And, you know, I'm sure there's going to be some, some big milestones, some big celebration. We'll be able to talk about the next time we link up. So thank you again, brother. I really appreciate your time. Absolutely, Mike. And thank you for having me, man. I don't know how I got so lucky to be on the podcast, but uh, I'm going to pinch myself when we get off to make sure it was real. <laughs> you better believe it. Uh, all right. That'll do it for this week's episode of the Major Journey Podcast. We will catch you all next time. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your cannabis business podcast, The Talking Hedge, and newest member on PodCon X. So come on over and check out The Talking Hedge. We talk about business news, interviews, investments, events, all that stuff. So come nerd out with me over at The Talking Hedge. You can find me at thetalkinghedgepodcast.com or on all your favorite podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out.